0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master new skill. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Good.
1: Uh, okay, one thing uh, there's more people like you. You you. still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie
2: Betts. Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Sal Talamacchia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball. Baseball. Baseball isn't boring.
1: Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Bradford. All right, there's nobody I'd rather have on than Tyler O'Neill. Nobody. There you go. This is your first interview since the trade. Since the trade. Yep, you're my first. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Well, first off, Tyler, I I have an exchange for you. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. Did I send you images, uh, uh, the t-shirts, the baseballs and boring t-shirts or not? Yeah, you did. I saw those. Listen, I I tell everybody, and Xander Bogarts was the first person to say this, that it's it's made my triceps look better than ever. But I feel like that would be a problem with you. But so anyway, I am willing because I feel like you're the perfect person to wear these T-shirts. I'm sending you whatever T-shirts you want. Here's the exchange. We are desperate for a Baseballs and Boring theme song, and you play the piano. So is that possible? I, I, Are you – I mean, I don't know if you – I know you play the piano. Do you, yeah, you, yeah, you, um, you,
2: you compose or – No, well – no, nothing crazy like that. I'm I'm nothing special. Um, you know, I know a couple of scales and I can put them down on the keyboard a little bit, but I'm rusty. I haven't had a piano in my house for a couple of years, unfortunately. Okay. Um, I'll probably be looking to get one at some point, but um, yeah, I, I definitely got some rust on the fingertips, that's for
1: sure. All right. Well, <laughs> if nothing else, maybe it, we'll still sell you t-shirts. It's okay. All right. But, right uh, maybe like for your walk-up music. What's your walking bu- up music right now? Um, so it was, uh, it was a house track.
2: It was that pump it up track. Um, so nothing, nothing crazy. I kind of, I go back and forth between a couple, a couple of songs. I'd post Malone in the past, um, you know, Devil's Eyes in the past. I liked, um, but yeah, right now it's like a house techno beat. It's, uh, whatever gets the fans going, you know, it gets, gets everyone on the same page. It gets everyone going. Um, and it was working for a little bit.
1: All right. Well, I feel like maybe like you can. Like the little post Malone, and then integrate like I don't know. I'm just trying to think of the piano, like how you can personalize it. Bum bum bum. Compose
2: my own walkout song this year. Uh,
1: That yeah, yes. You should
2: you should compose your own. They should have a good organ on at Fenway.
1: Oh, oh, they do. Yo, Josh Cantor. Oh yeah. Let's yeah. I mean, is that two different things though? The organ and the piano.
2: Bit of a different sound, I would say. And no, lot no, I, know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it's crazy. it's crazy. You can go like double key, double double board, triple board, dual hands, and stuff. And there's some crazy ones out could there. Could you
1: play? Could you play the Fenway organ? Could you? Could you do that?
2: That's a little bit, little um, too much to too much to bite for me. That's a little much.
1: All right. I know that these are all questions that you probably didn't anticipate, but it's, it's top of mind. <laughs> Uh, I appreciate yeah. it. I did I re- not think we were coming out of the gate talking about piano with us. No, awesome. no. Well, listen. All right. Well, let's talk about what, how do you uh, let's get back down to brass tacks? Uh, how do you find out about the trade? How do you find out about it?
2: Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously the Cardinals came out a little while ago and, and let some team, let the league know that I was on the block. So it was kind of a matter of time for me. Um, and you know, we got a call from the PO, PO over here in St. Louis, John Mozeliac. And yeah, he just said, you know, things are in the move. Um, you know, we're going to get you to a g- great organization over to the Red Sox. Um, you know, it just, it's, it was, it was such an exciting moment for me. Um, you know, obviously I could have gone anywhere, but I'm, I'm so grateful that it, it turned into, you know, the Red Sox organization. There's just so much history um so much legacy so so much success recent success um yeah i, I was just so pumped up that it was a red Sox, man honestly and uh, i'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to flying out there today and checking in with some of the guys um you know looking forward to getting going looking forward to taking aim at that monster um you know all the above and just just experience the fan base uh experience the city it's, it's going to be great
1: so when when you you may mention that they many clear even in the media say hey listen you're we're probably gonna use tyler as as part of the, the uh, a trade piece or do they tell you that or do you hear it through the media how does that work
2: well yeah most of it i hear through the media um as, as players you know we don't we don't get any forewarning really like it's more assumption than anything you can talk to our reps um talk to our te- um, you know our agency team reps and stuff and they can kind of give assumptions but you never know what co- conversation was going on behind closed doors. So um, you know it was it was just a matter of time for me for them to move me out of there. And um, I, again, I'm I'm very thankful I landed in Boston.
1: Why? So why? Like I get like the the fact is that you know the Red Sox historic organization. Um, you know you have a place to your swing. It plays to a lot of things. But when you first hear about this trade and you hear Red Sox, could it could be anywhere, right? So. Why was it, oh, good, that, that makes me happy. I'm happy that I'm going there. Because, you know, the flip side of it is, well, you know, Red Sox, they weren't the last couple of years. They've struggled a little bit. Um, but for you, like, what what was the thing that elicited what you're talking about? What made you happy that was the Red Sox?
2: Yeah, so, uh, well, we went to Fenway. Went to Fenway last year, too. But I played in 22 there. Um, and it was the first time that I've ever been to Boston. First time I played at Fenway um and it was awesome you know we stayed in a nice hotel we stayed downtown uh the city's super clean from what i saw it's very well kept um you know the ballpark's obviously very historic i mean you don't see anything like fenway anywhere else like every the night the the really cool part about baseball is every stadium has different dimensions different you know different restaurants different views different batter's eyes um but Fenway is obviously, you know, there's no Green Monster anywhere else. Like, I mean, that's just—it's—it's it's crazy. It's, uh, you know, I was obviously playing left field at the time, and you know, it was—it uh, was a new experience for me to learn how the ball came off the Green Monster and how to field it. Um, um, you know, just my dimensions thrown to the bases and stuff. Uh, just the the uniqueness of the dimensions is what really intrigued me. Mm. and you know i I just i just couldn't get over it i couldn't get over it since a couple years ago and you know i don't i don't know what it's going to look like where i'm going to be playing right center left or wherever um you know i'm down to play wherever but um you know it's just such a such a unique ballpark like right center it goes out into a little corner out there and loops around the right field line it's like 300 feet down the right field line 300 feet down the left field line um this the 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 ballpark really gets me excited to show up every day um yeah, I would definitely say that's a standout for me.
1: Well, that's, you know, it's cool that you're saying that because Tyler, we talked about, we've talked on this podcast, baseballs and boring about people falling in love with baseball, right? And you walk into a park and the constant is, oh, the green is never greener and the white, well, the whites are never whiter. And it's just the whole thing. Um, and I don't know what, for what was the first major league park you walked in into Wrigley, Wrigley
2: Field that debuted at.
1: That was wait, so that was the first one you've ever walked you ever walked into. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah it was wow. before they had uh like visiting clubhouse renovations and stuff. So it's still pretty old over there. <laughs> yeah. Um it's the same locker room since Babe Ruth has been playing there. It's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's it oh man, it's it's way up the stairs. It's like you're climbing four or five stories um <laughs> just to get up to the clubhouse from the dugout. It's pretty crazy. So gotta get your stair climber in out there, but um, you know, Wrigley. Ricky's always held a special place to my heart, obviously debuting there. And, you know, the fans are rowdy out there. It's great baseball. Um, the Ivy and the brick wall and stuff. It's awesome. Um, but, you know, something about those old ballparks, it, it, it hits home for me. And, um, you know, Fen- Fenway fits the bill, thankfully.
1: Well, the, so the other part about it is when you see the wall and, and it's funny, you know, interesting, you played in front of the wall. When you see that wall, one of the first people, uh, things that people think about is, wow, that seems close. And obviously for you, it, it seems closer than it does for me because it's easier for you to home run than it is for me. But is that that, is that a thing? Was that the other part of this? Is that, man, can you imagine playing here? Like it'd be kind of cool because this wall is really close.
2: For sure, it's uh, it's all it almost baits you to wanna as a righty to wanna pull the ball, you know, and and that's you know that's not going to be my approach. I'm not trying to pull the ball and wear out the monster, you know. Um, I'm uh, I'm thinking a a good approach for me is to backspin the ball to center field because even center field's only like 380 something feet or Mm -hmm. so. It's a bit of a high wall, but I don't really think that would affect me too much. Um, you know, I'm more of a fly ball hitter anyway, historically speaking. So just gonna trust my bat path and, and trust my ball flight um and you know work on backspin and the ball to center field which is a pretty good generic approach for anyone but for me especially I think it'll work well at that
1: ballpark so so now this is perfect because I love talking the wonkiness of getting into hitting and you're in the St. Louis area you still you're good for you for for training in the walking in the cold I, I would imagine yes, no doubt. It's so still being in the cold and working out there and not going to Arizona or Florida, this, you're a real one for doing it. So it's, yep. uh, so tell me about, and I know that, so you obviously have the great year in 2021, you have some injuries, but every year's new and every off season's new. new. Um, when you yep. go into this off season, I find this fascinating. What are you looking at? What are you doing differently? What are you focusing on? What is the thing you're saying? Hey, everybody, this is going to work. And this is going to be more like a couple of years ago. Yep, yeah, yep,
2: yeah, for sure. I've um obviously made a lot of adaption adaptions to my training program. Um, you know, I'm working with uh working with my new trainers this year. Um, you know, it involves a lot more um a lot more intensive warm-ups, getting my body ready the right way, more shoulder mobility, more hip mobility. Um I'm on a core program religiously that I do every day that's helped out my back a lot. Um, you know, I think anyone knows once you're rotating. You know, if you're a golfer or any, any kind of rotational sport, you know, you got to take care of your core to take care of your back. So that's something I really learned on last year. And I feel like I'm in a really good place there and, um, implementing full range of motion activity. Um, I think it's been really good for me, you know, getting in those deep range of motions, you know, really deep into my hip when I'm doing different lower body exercises and really focusing on opening up my shoulders before I get under the bench press and dumbbell press and stuff like that. So um no my body's feeling really good it's it's felt as good as it ever has i feel like my range of motion is better than it's ever been my strength is back to where it needs to be um and i really like what i'm doing right now i'm going to be getting on a bat program pretty soon here um and you know everything's lining up to be right right ready in spring training right in time so um i like where i'm at a lot right now
1: so it's it sounds like it's more of You're focusing on uh, flexibility, like tweaks in terms of conditioning to just avoid any sort of injury more than "Ah, I got to change my stance. I got to, you know, change my approach. It's more of if I stay healthy 2021, that's around the corner, right?
2: That's the thing, right? You know, it's just about getting the consistent routine and getting into the rhythm and then just playing from there. The toughest part about being injured is, is the setback, you know, cause um obviously, you know, we're in spring training for six or seven weeks and you build up your body and then you go into the season and there's lots of excitement and lots of stuff going on. And then if you get hurt, you know, you have to set all that back and you gotta, you know, put your, put your feet up and just stop exercising. I mean, with my, with my back issue last year, that's what I, you know, can't do anything when your backs when your back's hurt. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had to, just deload all my activity and then re-ramp back up and try and get in that rhythm again. Um, You know, there's a lot of travel involved and you're going down to minor league rehab assignments and stuff. And, you know, it's not where I want to be obviously. And um, I'm, I'm trying to pay it forward the best I can and put my, put myself, put my body in the best position that I can play 160 games in a row with and uh, getting that rhythm and, you know, just, just being in that camaraderie with the guys, just everything, you know, physically, mentally, everything, staying in the routine of coming to the ballpark every day. um, That's the key right there for me.
1: So it's interesting. You know, I, I totally buy that, that if, if everyone looks at, okay, you know, what was successful and what was, what were the downturns? If you just stay consistent, if you stay present, if you stay, if you're able to have that routine, then that's going to lead to the success. But when you're when it's disjointed because of injuries, and, and I really, you know, I think this—that's you hit on the nail on the head. I mean, I can totally see that. Where if if you're like in a rhythm, especially when you're in a good rhythm, like then so that's all it is. So just just be around, be around and be be having normal seasons as much as possible.
2: Exactly. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, I've experienced what it's like to be set back and to have to, you know, build up again multiple times over the course of a season. And I think it's almost tougher the first time you get, like if you get hurt early in the year, it's almost tougher because then you got to build up and get up to speed with the guys that are already in mid-season form. Meanwhile, I might be in, you know, it's June, July, I might be in April form, right? You know, just in terms of my sharpness and my crispness, um, to the craft. So, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, I'm on a new training program this year, like we were talking about. I, I really like it. Uh, it's going to carry into the season. You know, we were kind of changing some things up last year. Um, there's there's a little bit of inconsistency for me in there, but I, I really like what we're doing this year.
1: What, how did you find, so when did you switch the, the trainers?
2: Um, so I was here in St. Louis all of last off season, um, training out here at the ballpark. And, um, yeah, it was good you know we were we were lifting hard and working really hard and stuff, um but we were doing a couple couple uh there were some mounted exercises that just didn't they just didn't translate the right way for me there was like heavy weighted mounted exercises um it just didn't translate for me. And, um, you know, we have done the due diligence um, to make those adjustments. And, um, you know, again, working the full range of motion, uh, a little lighter weight. You know, I'm still getting my heavy weights in and stuff, but in the right way this time. Um, you know, traditional like squatting, bench press, deadlift stuff, making sure I'm having proper form, of course, and proper spotting and different stuff like that. But, um, again, it's I, I I like
1: where I'm at. So that leads us to. Uh, I, I solicited some questions, and surprisingly, a lot of them were about your your physical fitness routine. Is that okay? Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, my first one is like I always say. I've I reached full muscle capacity. I haven't. I just all I can do is maintain now, Tyler. So yeah. I can. Do. I mean, I feel like like if if you you might be actually near full muscle capacity. I mean, it's it's thank you close. I don't know. Yeah.
2: I- I mean, just trying to keep my range of motion at this point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. You've almost full capacity. Yeah, All right. Um, here we go. Well, the first one was Red Sox centric. Uh, have you been in contact with Jaron Duran?
2: Uh, just briefly. He shot me a text when I first got over here.
1: Well, the text was, how much do you bench?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It was, always, it, was a, it was a welcome text for sure. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm sure, as you know, my phone was – it was going off for a couple of days there. So it's just nice to shot a quick little welcome over. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, no, I look forward to getting in the gym with him and seeing that routine. Um, yeah, there's, uh, there's some, there's some good physiques on this team.
1: <laughs> I, I would ask you to power rank the physiques on the Red Sox, but I don't think that's fair right now because you haven't <laughs> seen them in person. Um, yeah, exactly. But, but I, but you know, I think it's, it goes without saying that you, you and Jaron Duran are. Uh, or uh, one two or two one, whatever it is, and then we'll go from there. I know Kenley Jans is working really hard. So
2: nice, nice. Yeah, no, yeah. he's uh, yeah, it's that's uh, a tough arm to face out of the back end of the team. Man, I faced Kenley a couple of times, and it's it's no fun.
1: No, so all right. So let me ask you: in the course of a game, has any player asked you about your regimen, your physical fitness regimen? Like in the course of a, I feel like somebody must have.
2: I mean, yeah, I mean, you get on first base during a day game. Some guys ask if I made sure I got my arm day in. But uh, that's probably the extent of it. You know, I mean, everyone's on their own training program. They're on their own stuff and stuff. So it's more just jawing and back and forth and whatnot. But, um, yeah, no, it's uh, I've heard that one a couple
1: of times. All right, that's good. I mean, if you're going to hear something at first base, it's not a bad thing to hear, right? Yeah, right, right, exactly. Uh, All right, these are very specific. This is like squat max. What's all the, time or, or right now? No, no, because we're working on flexibility right now, right? I mean... Yeah, right. So, yeah, yeah so I'm going,
2: I'm going full range of motion right now. Um, yeah, I'm getting three plates up right now for about six reps. I'm doing that two or three times, um, supersetting with a couple other things. So I could probably do three plate 25 on each side to be, what, 365-ish, I would okay. say.
1: What was So what was your, ma- is that your, what was your max of all time?
2: Well, max PR probably get down in like 90 degrees is over five plates pretty easily. Um, I've done that multiple times, multiple reps, multiple times, but I mean, anything over, anything over 300 pounds. I mean, especially with like what happened with me and my back last year, like it's not worth it to me. Just the compression in the spine and stuff. I don't feel like I'm going to get as, as good or as much work that I can do with more range of motion at a three plate level. You know, then obviously half the range of motion at four plus plates. Um, it's just not worth it.
1: Okay, uh, this is a question that I've asked uh, multiple baseball players. Um, you know, I get I go back to Bogarts, Bogart, <laughs> and it's almost like a goof because no one no one wants to answer it. But now I actually feel like it's it's going to hit benchmarks. What's your bench <laughs> max? You all time like all-time people burn. yelling at you in the gym like, like yeah. everyone hovering around what's the bench max? Yeah, uh 425. Oh.
2: Yeah. Did, Excuse did you me, have um, 435. Four 430. plates 15 on each side. Okay. 435.
1: Did you have was that the scene was like you know like was everyone Gathered around, or was it just you and a spotter? No, I
2: just had my dad spotting me. It's actually on my Instagram right now. That was, oh man, that was seven, eight years ago though. <laughs> okay. I had to keep that one up though, but I, I got a video proof of it. So,
1: all right, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, all, all right, daily. This is again things I've never thought I would add. Daily protein intake.
2: Um. Yeah, I'm probably I'm probably getting up to. You know, 80 80 90 grams a day. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not really much of a breakfast person. If anything it's kind of a later later deal for me or like leftovers for lunch or, or something like that. Um, but you know, I'm just making sure I'm getting like, balanced meals and having some solid proteins later in the day, making sure Um, getting those carbs in, eating my vegetables, staying away from a lot of processed sugar, uh, fruits are good, but processed sugar is no good. Um, can't do any kind of dairy. It's just like an intolerance or an allergy for me. So all kind of dairy goes out the window. So that eliminates a lot of desserts right off the bat. So that's good for me there. Um, yeah, that's about it.
1: What's your cheat? Do you have a cheat? So I like
2: pizza the best, but it's gotta be like a vegan cheese. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Otherwise, um, yeah. Otherwise, it's no fun for me. I so.
1: if if I do nothing else in this life, Tyler, I will get you a sponsorship for the best vegan pizza in Boston. So nice,
2: nice. I'm <laughs> looking forward to trying that out
1: for sure. Um. All right. So your dad. You mentioned your dad. I know that obviously Mr. Canada. Um, and I know that there's the the magazine cover with him and Arnold that is out there. Did he ever compete against Arnold? Um,
2: So that magazine cover actually isn't him. That must be another Terry (laughs) O'Neill. Ironic, of course. But, uh, yeah, it drives him crazy. He sees it once in a while. They put it on the national broadcast once in a while, and it drives him crazy. (laughs) Um, Of course. I mean, I get it. You know, it's not him. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And whatnot. Yeah. I don't think he competed against Arnold, but he has received awards from Arnold. You know, he won Mister Canada. He was runner up for a couple of years back in the seventies. Um, and yeah, no, he, he's definitely he definitely had a relationship with him for a little bit there.
1: Okay, all right. Did you ever want you to go down that path?
2: Like it? Uh, I- it was it, it was there for me if I wanted to, but I mean, I'd much rather play baseball than than do something <laughs> like that. No, no, no disrespect in any in any regard at all. But you know, I'm I'm grateful for the ability that you know I've worked for, and um, it's. I mean, I, I would rather play baseball personally.
1: Better, better, best baseball movie. Uh, well, University Pumping Iron, the movie? No, I haven't.
2: Oh, I will forewarn you. I'm not a big movie guy. It's tough to oh, stay still for more than 30 minutes. So, oh,
1: oh, Rob, well, good for you.
2: Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I got, to stay moving. Thank
1: so. goodness it's, for the pitch. Thank goodness for the pitch
2: clock, right? Yeah, no doubt. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the, well, it doesn't wow. give you enough time to kind of walk out of the batter's box and reset anymore. Sometimes we're just caught with our feet stuck in the ground, so. Wow, I think speaking of the pitch clock, there's a couple of modifications they they could do with that. Uh, I think right, it's going to take a couple of years to set in though.
1: Yeah. So what, what do you got? Like, so we had, we've had, uh, we've had all kinds of good pitch clock talk. Matt Strong came right. on and, and it, it went viral talking about beer sales, you know, and okay, which yep. is a whole, yep. I, I don't know if you remember that conversation, but you know, it, but there, if you got anything, we're, we're wide open to any pitch clock talk. What do you got?
2: Yeah, well, I feel like, you know, it's different with um, bases empty and runners on. You know, 15 seconds empty, 20 seconds runners on, I think. Yeah, so they they were talking about
1: lower to 18, yeah.
2: I mean, I personally don't like the inconsistency of the different times because for me, like, you know, obviously the situation's different. The pitcher's got to look in, but they have a pitch calm anyway, so it's not like catchers have to flash a bunch of signs anyway. Yeah. but they do have to hold runners and do a couple extra things. I think they should make it. This is just my personal opinion. I think they should just make it a flat 18 seconds. Runners off, runners on. Give it something in between. They're like, I am not a guy that likes to get out of the box and take a practice swing and adjust my batting gloves. Like I like to get in there, stand my ground and go get them. But sometimes with the 15, like you foul the ball off, you know, gotta have to walk around, reset, look up at the clock and it's at 10 seconds. You gotta hurry back in the box. Then things start to speed up, you know, pitchers ready. There's also other times where runners are on, it's 20 seconds, and it's just like, it's, you know, he's standing there forever. So, like, for me personally, I think there could be a good happy medium there at around 18 seconds. But, I mean, those issues are all way over my head and a lot more ho- hoops to jump through than just my complaints.
1: It's not a complaint. I mean, it's opinions. This is this is what it's all about. And I think that's, it's sure. important. I mean, we haven't even gotten into – and I want to have on um a physician like Dr. Neil Oletrach or someone to talk about, we haven't dug in on the impact of injuries, we'll, of looking that. So, that. But that's for another day. We have all spring training to talk about. It. I know you're going to get going. The last thing is, is that I want to officially name you. Back in 1990, Arnold was named the ch- chairman of the Council of uh, Physical Fitness and Sports for the United States of America. I would like to announce that I am, uh, if you will accept the award, the naming you are chairman of uh, of physical fitness and sports for baseballs and boring. We are, are, we are, are trying to make our listenership and our following um, more fit. So we take awesome. that responsibility. That's
2: awesome. Well, you know, hopefully I can live up to that name and do Boston proud for a little bit.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate it, Tyler. Thanks so much. Thanks,
2: Rob. Thanks for the time today.